Welcome to the Pillar Podcast, a ministry of the Pillar Church in Rochester, New York. This is our weekly podcast where we will go over the passages of Scripture from the past weekend or the weekend coming up. Our goal is to encourage you, inform you, educate you, and help you get through your week and grow closer to Christ. Hello, 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 hello. Welcome back to the Pillar Podcast. I am excited to be here this week. We are a little bit behind on the schedule of when we would normally be doing this podcast. That's because we were waiting on a new microphone. My my headphones went missing, but don't worry. We are here. It's a little bit later in the week, but I am excited to deal with our second week of the way of the pillar last week we talked about prayer this week we're going to talk about communion and the passage of scripture that we're going to be dealing with today is from luke chapter 22 verses 14 through 23 and i'm going to read from the new revised standard version when the hour came he talking about jesus took his place at the table and his apostles were with him He said to them, I have eagerly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I tell you, I will not eat it until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. Then he took a cup, and after giving thanks, he said, Take this and divide it among yourselves. For I tell you that from now on I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. Then he took a loaf of bread And when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to them, saying, This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And he did the same with the cup after supper, saying, This cup that is poured out for you is the new covenant in my blood. But see, the one who betrays me is with me, and his hand is on the table. For the Son of Man is going as it has been determined, but woe to the one by whom he is betrayed. Then they began to ask one another which one of them it could be who would do this. So there's a lot to unpack there, but I want to start with my own personal kind of communion or Lord's Supper experiences growing up. So growing up where I came from, um, we did a lot of, it was almost like a little kind of like communion chiclet. We'd get these little tiny pieces of bread, these little bread wafers, and then we'd almost get like a thimble full of grape juice. And we would do this usually just a couple of times a year, and we would do it all together as a church. And I can still remember one of the most powerful experiences of doing this was one year, uh, the church I was growing up in was still meeting in their family life center, and they had a bunch of the uh, the deacons dress up as members of the apostles and, and kind of act out. They did like a living Lord's Supper, and it was really cool to kind of get this sense of, instead of us just all kind of sitting here together doing this action, 
that I, at the time, very young, didn't really know much about what it was about. And uh, to see people kind of sitting around eating a meal together. And then the second thing that kind of ties back into this is I still remember um, one year during a Sunday school class, I was probably in fourth or fifth grade, my Sunday school teacher spent the weekend making a roasted lamb and putting together an entire Passover Seder so that we could kind of have a real sense of what it was like to have a Passover meal. Now, I can't remember exactly everything that he prepared, but it was the intention, it was the thoughtfulness, the caring that he showed and I'm still friends with some of the people that I was in that Sunday school class with all these many years later. But I really didn't think much beyond what communion might mean other than just it's a reminder of what Christ did for us. How Christ did it, why he chose to do it where he did it didn't really dawn on me until many, many, many years later. And it was actually um, Anthony Bourdain, and I've told this story probably too many times in sermons, but Anthony Bourdain, I think it was Parts Unknown, or one of his shows where he kind of goes to places he's not supposed to go and eats with people. And I was listening to an interview of Anthony Bourdain, and he talked about how food and the table was kind of this great equalizer, this place that really tore down walls and barriers. And he, he gave the background and the idea and the premise of the show kind of from the perspective of what he was really hoping to accomplish, not just, you know, the TV sketch out version. And uh, one of the places particularly, I can't remember if it was Iraq or Iran, that he went to shortly after um, September 11th. But he went over there when it was certainly not a safe place for a Westerner to be, um, just because of the rhetoric, the war, everything that was going on. And he went, and he just found somebody in a village to sit down and eat a meal with. And he talked about how the moment they sat down at that table, the humility of eating someone else's food and being at someone's table and the hospitality and, and how it was able to tear down the cultural barriers, the language barriers. And he kind of gave this synopsis of how he truly believed that the table was a place that we as humans in society could be made whole. And that's probably the best synopsis and explanation of communion that you can get. Jesus chose a table because you eat with friends and family. It's an intimate thing to do. And especially in the Hebrew culture, there's hospitality, bringing someone into your home. There was ritual. There was care taken. It was love. And to do it on Passover, that just amped everything up. But I think it's important to note what the significance of Passover was. 
So remember, the first covenant comes shortly after Passover and the Exodus. If you don't know what Passover is, that's okay. Passover was at the end of the plagues in Egypt. God warns Moses to go tell the Hebrews, the Israelites, that the spirit of death is coming and laid out an explanation for a meal, everything they needed to do, making sure that they put the blood of a lamb over a doorpost. And so that's a very, very brief, overly condensed synopsis of the Passover. But really, it was the meal that was the preparation for the journey of becoming God's people. It was a preparation for a covenant, a an agreement between God and God's people. And so Jesus is taking the reminder of that original covenant and saying, hey, this is the meal that is going to serve as a reminder of the new covenant. And this covenant, instead of coming through the death of enemies, is going to come through my death, through sacrifice. And it's Jesus, the Lamb of God, whose blood ends up getting spread across the post of the cross. The idea of communion is something bigger than just a meal that we share once a month, once a week. It's a lifestyle. It's a reality of how we should be open, sacrificial, hospitable. We are called to remember every single time we eat. Jesus used the most basic elements, bread and wine. It would have been at every meal. And said, whenever you're sitting down, let these basic elements be a reminder of how much I care about you, how much I love you, and that I did this not just for you who is eating this, but also for the other people sitting across from you, no matter who they are. And the reason I included the verses at the end is because it says he brings up the person who's about to betray him, who's going to send him to the cross. And the sacrifice is for Judas too. Jesus is saying that this meal, this covenant, isn't just for the good guys or who we see as the good guys. It's for everyone. As United Methodists, we believe in an open table, which means everyone is invited because we believe that the invitation to God's table is for everyone. And so that's really what communion is about, is about living a life of openness, of embrace, of sacrifice, and hospitality. We're going to get a lot more into what that looks like and some of the specifics of that on our Sunday message. So if you haven't followed any of our Sunday messages, you can always find them on our Facebook page, and we now have a link on our website. You can go to thepillarroc.com 
and click the media tab and you'll be able to find our podcast as well as a link to our Facebook page that has all of our live streams. And so we're going to be dealing with this passage, Luke 22, 14 through 23, this coming Sunday. And uh, I hope that you can tune in or if you're in the Rochester area that you can join us. And on your way out today, we're going to play um, Need to Breathe's Brother because I think it really kind of keys into this idea of being there for others. So I hope that you all have a great week. When you feel